Hey guys, and welcome to What's the Biz with me. I am Bria Jordan, and I am so excited to be introducing you to this podcast. Here, we will sit down with small business owners and talk about all the highs, lows, and realities of entrepreneurship. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of What's the Biz with me. I am Bria, and I am your host. And I am super excited because today I get to sit down and chat with a really good friend of mine. Her name is Destiny Alexander, and she is based in Dallas, Texas. She is a photographer, a visionary, a fashion designer, just all the things. We connect on so many creative levels, and so I'm super excited to be able to sit down and chat with her today. How are you, Destiny? I'm doing really well, a little tired, but (laughs) we still, the show must go on. It must go on. (laughs) Yes, we had a very intense creative session yesterday. Yes, with the, how much wind is too much wind. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But it was great. I'm so in love. I love to let my um, guests give their own special take on just an introduction to who they are. I always feel like you all can share it better than I can. And it's also a little time for a little, you know, shameless self-promotion. So if you don't mind, just share with the audience a little bit more about you, um, what you are, what you do, your business, all the things. I'm horrible at this part. Like, I'm really bad at self-promotion. So, I mean, this is a good challenge. Um, But as you said, my name is Destiny Alexander. I am a photographer, fashion designer, um, creative director, if you will, aspiring cinematographer moving forward in the film space but still using photography and fashion to tell stories. I own and operate Pro Moon Studio, which is my photography business, but it's also turning into the business that just houses all of my creative projects and endeavors because I am just a master creator. Um, right now, I don't have, I'm doing a lot of behind the scenes work right now. A couple of things that I can't really like speak on because <laughs> of NDAs and things, but um, yeah, in the near future, I hope to put forth more TV film projects as well as just bigger set designed sort of photography um, projects. So that is what I do and that is where we're headed. I absolutely love it. We actually have a very unique um, intro to how we met, which I think is just so funny. Every time I tell people this, I'm like, I don't know how we didn't meet until adult years, but you know, God has perfect timing and he pulls everything together when he needs to. Um, We actually met at a job. We were working in Dallas and I think you overheard me talking about Beaumont. You were like, Beaumont, wait, what? Found out we had mutual friends. You went to church with my uncle. Just like, it was just crazy that we did not meet until years later. We went to school. Um, We went to high school together. Same high school. You were a year after me. Just ironic. Just crazy. But we met when we were supposed to, and we've stayed friends ever since. (laughs) So it has just been a privilege and an honor to watch you up close and to you know, just see your 
inner workings and your process and how you came to 2023 to today, um, which we're going to be talking all about Pearl Moon Studio, which I'm very excited about because how I describe it is I would say it's like a boutique brand, right? It's unique. It's custom. You come to you because you're not going to get anything else from anybody else. And I think that that offers something very special. And um, you also have an emphasis on sharing black stories as well. I know that's something that's very important to you. So do you want to share a little bit more about that aspect of the business? Yes, I, this is the part that I love talking about. Like I can talk about my business and my why and everything all day. When it comes to like talking about me, I'm just like, but it's not about me. It's about, you know, but that's the hard part. That's what we struggle yeah. with as business owners. It's like, it's about my business. It's not about me. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, I get it because people want to know my mind and like, I am the machine running the business, but um, I hope for that to change soon too, because I feel like it is bigger than me, which is why I focus a lot on Black people, people of color, and our stories. Um, I feel it's not really exclusionary. Like, I don't exclude any race or any person or any love story or any story at all. But I feel like we've gotten to a place in society where people want the two to be mutually exclusive, where, like, if you are mutually inclusive, we're like, if you only focus on black stories, that means you're, you're hating everything else. Or if you only focus on this community, that means you hate everything else. And the two are mutually exclusive where you can, you can do both. Or just because I'm focusing on primarily people of color doesn't mean that, you know, I'm against everything else. I just think that it's worth it to focus on us because nobody is really doing it for the fear of being told or being looked at as being against everything else. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I just feel like I'm called to be that person and to just be bold about it because there's so, I just see the riches in, in us, in our community. Like I I see it's, we're so wealthy, (laughs) like we're so wealthy in history. We're so wealthy in culture. We're so wealthy in, um, dimensions and storytelling and so many different things. There's so much wealth and there's so much love and, and history here that is not really being focused on a hundred percent because people fear being, um, canceled or they fear whatever they fear. Um, and then a lot of people, even I've talked to, they fear photographers specifically because, Diverse diversity in photography is big for black photographers, but I realized and I did a little side study of like photographers that aren't black and looking at their Instagrams and their portfolios. Bunch of blonde white girls, you know, and it's like they don't they're not trying to diversify. Like they don't feel this heavy need to have to. And it only comes to Black photographers where we feel like, I mean, my big brother even told me once I sent him my portfolio, he was like, it looks great, beautiful work, but it's looking like, he said, it's giving that you only serve Black people. And he took it 
as like a negative thing, like trying to get me to diversify. And I texted back. I was like, great. It's giving what it's supposed to give. And right. Because <laughs> that is what I do. Like I want right. you, I want that to be upfront, you know, and I don't think that that's a bad thing. So my brother is, he's an 80s baby. So he's from the generation where you're still kind of like, you're trying to please everybody, you know? And so he was coming from that of lovingly, was just like, well, you're, if you appear as like you only serve or primarily serve Black people, then what if somebody white wants to come to you and they don't feel represented or like you'll be able to photograph them? And I'm like, okay, do you not realize that like, we do, we go through that every single day. Right, exactly. In fashion, in hair, in like literally life. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, they'll figure it out. Just like we right. have to figure it out, you know? Like the me and me is like, I don't care. But at the same time, I've had clients that aren't Black who have seen my portfolio full of Black people. And that's why they want to hire me because of the fact that I... No, like I'm good at what I do period and then you see me like working within my community and telling those like it's at the end of the day it's about my skill set it's not about who I'm practicing those skills on you know it's about my skill set and people who like the girls who get it get it at, you right. know what I mean? and, like, <laughs> and if you don't get it then I don't want to work with you anyway because it's gonna I'm gonna keep having to explain it to you the whole entire time and that takes away from being creative, you know, just like whenever you and I create together or I have a best friend that we, she's like my creative, she's like my soul sister, but we are like one creative mind. And because we get each other, because we understand each other, because we get it, we can just, it, creativity is just able to flow without bounds. And so that's why I wanted to create a business that, again, I'm not saying like, I won't work with anybody else, but it's like, this is my target audience. If you're cool with that, cool. Yeah. If you're not, okay, that's okay too. But right. this is my target audience, you know, just like, I mean, let's be real. Like in fashion, they're not targeting me. Like Lululemon isn't targeting me, but I may yeah. still go shop there. Right. <laughs> I like it as food. You know what I'm saying? But they're not, their target customer is not a Black girl with a bald head. <laughs> like, it's just not. But they still have cute stuff and I still may buy it. Right. So just because that's who they're targeting doesn't exclude me from spending my money with them and vice versa. Just because I'm targeting an audience that looks like me doesn't exclude people who don't look like me from you know, buying in and wanting to work with me. So that's why I pushed really hard against the ideology of like, everything has to be diverse because there's so many different things that aren't diverse for us that we have to put up with and that we still go spend our money at, you know? So why should I have to be diverse, but they don't have to be? Yeah. No, I think that's super important. And I think that was one thing that we initially talked about whenever you, you know, got started with the photography side of things. You were like, I want to be able to tell our stories, not only because um, we need it, but 
because a lot of times we don't see ourselves in that way. And so we don't think that it's important because at the time we were talking about portraits, you know, and how you go to the funeral and it's the Facebook profile photo that's been copied, pasted and cropped. You still see somebody's hand like right by the face. You know what I'm saying? Girl. And it's like, we and I and I actually yesterday when we were doing the maternity shoot, I thought about my sister and how she didn't do a maternity shoot for, yeah. you know, when she was pregnant. And so many times I think that we think like, oh, it's not important. You know what I mean? And it's like and then you go back years later and you're like, man, I wish I would have been able to like capture myself in this time, document myself in this time because you don't get that back. Right. So um, I, I, you know, I absolutely agree with you. I think it's super important. And I and I know sometimes it's hard having to, like, explain yourself to people of like, it's not that I'm not wanting to work with you. It's just that this is my brand. <laughs> this is how I see my brand being set up. And like you said, the girls that get it will get it. And the brands that get it will get it. And those people who want to come to you for that reason will get it, even if they're, you know, not black or people of color. So, you know, I absolutely appreciate that explanation because it can be hard for us sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. And it doesn't, it really doesn't have, like, it does not have to be. That's the part that I'm just like, it's not that you have to be a different type of photographer to work with people of color like it's all the same like when we were doing the maternity shoot yesterday your brother-in-law was like so what does this do like asking about my lighting I'm like well photography is the study of light if you understand right. light, then you can photograph anything and yeah. like so there's no there's no extra thing that you have to be to be able to you know apply those skills to everyone but people just make it seem like you have to be a unicorn in the dark or something to be able to do stuff like that and I'm just like you're yeah. way harder than it really has to be it's, it's not that deep it is not that deep <laughs> and I mean why shouldn't we be able to see ourselves in that light too you know yeah and that's what like we hear it all the time that representation matters and I think a lot of times when we say that we're saying it that it matters to like the next generation or it matters to someone else but it matters to us first before right. it matters to someone else because, you know, as cliche as it sounds, again, if you can't love yourself, then you can't put love back into the world. And it's hard to love yourself if you don't see yourself, yes. like how you exist, you know, if you're looking at yourself and all you see are your flaws or, you know, how much weight you gained while you're pregnant and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But you don't see that, like, wow, like I'm creating life. I'm bringing right. another into this I'm so blessed like you don't see those things and then you don't see the legacy that is literally being birthed within you mm-hmm. it's like then you are gonna go back and you're gonna miss it and then you know that next generation is low-key cheated because it's like well you know you, you we don't have that documentation we don't have that um we don't have that representation of this this where we like the origin where we come right. from because there's no pictures of mom pregnant or there's no pictures of granny pregnant or me as a baby or whatever it is. And that is so ingrained into black people. I mean, it's deeper than just like 
oh, nobody is catering to the Black community. It's like, we're not even catering to ourselves. So of course nobody right. else is catering to us, you know? And that's really the, the deeper level where I wanted, why I structured my business the way that it is, because I'm like, it's not even just educating the world, it's educating Black people that like, no, you need to hang pictures of yourself on your walls. Right. <laughs> and not just yes. pictures that are blurry and, you know, like good quality stuff, because... Right. It's going to change your self-esteem. But then also when people walk into your house, they know it's your house. You live here and you exist. You existed in this world. And that's important, you know, and everybody after you is going to know that you existed in this world. And that is really important. It's important to you. And it's important to everybody else that's going to see that, you know, it's not even like a money grab for me. It's just like, right. We, you know, there was a point in time where we didn't, Black people didn't even know what they looked like. Mm -hmm. they, they couldn't they couldn't afford mirrors they couldn't even have you know and so right. it's like I can't imagine not knowing what my own face looks like like Absolutely. think about it you know yeah. going out in the world living a life not even knowing what you actually look like <laughs> it's just yeah. mind-boggling to me I just can't even fathom it and right. so for people to live their lives without essentially they're, they're not, they don't know what they look like because they're just seeing the things that they don't like about themselves. It's like, but look at how, like, look at you, you know, like, look at how beautiful you are, but you're so concerned with your nose and your this and your that. And I'm like, right. you don't even know what you look like. Like, exactly. you, exactly. you know? Yes. I love that though, because I think that's one thing that's helped me to be comfortable during pregnancy has been like, okay, let me look at what I look at, look like in all, even if it's a mirror picture of myself, you know, on the phone, like, let me look at myself and appreciate myself in all these phases. Um, because they're beautiful, you know what I mean? And like you said, like you're, I, I have the opportunity to create life and grow life, but some people are like, man, my face is getting so round or, you know, my nose is spreading, da, 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 da. It's like, Oh, girl. But yes, I, that's true. It's just so important yeah. that we we learn to start appreciating the value of, you know, capturing the moment, documenting it in time um, and having it, like you said, on display. I love coming into the kitchen in our house and seeing the photos that we have of our family members sitting around the kitchen table. And you know what I mean? And somebody thought of, let me let me snap this moment in time. Right. <laughs> and now I have it. Exactly. And that is literally like the, like in my heart, like that is where this all comes from. Cause on Saturday mornings we had photo album. My parents are older. So my dad's 73, yeah. mom's 68. So they're of like a way different generation where no, there was nothing digital, you know? Right. And so everything was printed and my dad, I actually get photography from my dad he and he got it from his dad so but he's just like a hobbyist you know but right. he would always be the one taking pictures and so we would have these old school photo albums with the sticky back paper you know where you put the where you yes. put the, the Kodak you know picture on there and we have tons and slide that plastic over and it's like so loud and so like we had tons of those just filled with photos and when I was younger I would just flip through them like 
just seeing how everybody was in a different space and time because there's a huge age gap between me and my big brothers. Yeah. Uh, there's 13 years and then there's nine years. And so just seeing how life was before me and before my sister, I'm just like, wow, like, you know, it was like this, like y'all had a dog, like y'all lived here, you know, that sort of thing. And so it's always been interesting to me to look at life and like document those things because sometimes we can get so wrapped up in our, our own lives and not realize like there was life once before you and people right. did it this way. And really and truly, there's going to be life after you and they're going to do yeah. it this way, you know? And so where are you fit in the middle? Like, what are you going to do with your time? And what do you want to be said about the time where you lived and how you did it? You know what I mean? So uh, that's where it, it comes from for me. And then, I mean, even just thinking about, I mean, I saw that photo on your wall and I asked Robert, I was just like, cause it just caught my eye. Yeah. Cause that's like the kind of stuff that I'm like, you know, we oftentimes as black people, we lose pictures like that through a move or a flood or a fire, or we just don't care. And it gets yeah. thrown away, you know? <laughs> And so being being able to have that on your wall now that you have a child, it's like when she gets older and starts questioning, you can point out this is auntie so-and-so, uncle such right. and such, cousin this, da, 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 da. and then there's a story there. There's her lineage. There's her right. belonging. There's her roots. You know what I mean? Those are her ancestors. And she right. can be more connected to herself and her mm-hmm. purpose on this world because she's standing on, you know, She's standing on their shoulders at the end right. of the day. So, yeah. yeah. So on and on, because I'm just like, <laughs> I love photography. I love documenting. And I think we are such a beautiful people and we live such interesting lives that mm-hmm. it sh- should be documented, hands down. I agree. And I really hope that this this episode is able to encourage people to not look at it in a way, because sometimes people think of like, it as being vain or like you know what I mean and so they don't they don't pursue but it's like girl this could be as simple as you pulling out your phone and like you know (laughs) snapping a quick photo just so you have it for you know to look back on but um I mean it's very clear that you are passionate about this and that's your driving force and so I you know I really appreciate that and I really hope people are able to connect and resonate with that we're gonna pause for just one second and hear a quick word from the sponsors of today's episode so y'all I personally know how busy life can get sometimes and we just need a little load taken off of our plates As a soon-to-be mom, one of the things that I put on my registry was a housekeeping fund. My sister recommended it, and I was like, yes. And I know exactly who I'll be calling on those days when I just cannot get to it. Our friends, Quentin and Vanessa Giles, have a fully staffed team at Rainwell Cleaning Company, ready to go for whenever you're ready to make the call. And not only do they service residential spaces, but also commercial. So if you are in the Houston area and have a space or warehouse that is in need of cleaning, be sure to contact our friends over at Rainwell Cleaning Company at 281-846-5776 or raincleaningco.godaddysites.com. And all of that contact information will be in the show notes for today's episode. With that, what has been some of the highs 
and lows of pursuing entrepreneurship, getting this, you know, business started, um, sharing your message and just trying to help people to understand the importance and the whole overarching theme of what you do and why you're here to serve them? That's a great question because I I have a, funny enough, I have a hard time reflecting personally, even though I can help other people do it through photography. But that's why I take so many pictures because when I'm just like with my thoughts, you know, I'm a thinker. And when I'm with my thoughts, sometimes I just focus on the lows. So I take lots of photos for myself so that I can go back and be like, oh yeah, that did happen. That was yeah. fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> that was a good thing. We did a good thing. Wow. Yeah. You know? And so some of the, those highs for me have literally just been like getting myself out there and then, you know, sharing my passion with people and then it being well-received. Um, Cause I don't want it to feel like I'm saying like, you know, black people just aren't here for it. And right. I, cause I, believe that to be the truth I literally think it's just an education piece like we haven't had the opportunity to sit down and think about why this is important and it's going to take somebody aka me to just take a few minutes to tell you why this is important but then once you're thinking about it you're like oh yeah like we didn't have a picture for uncle such and such's funeral and that kind of sucks you know like like every I can I can I can bet money every person that has buried somebody or lost a relative they either are somebody or know somebody who's had to crop a photo off of Facebook or whatever for the obituary something from 20 years ago and they don't even look like how they look like when they (laughs) you know what I'm saying like it's it's become so much ingrained in our culture as a people that it's almost like you know people don't, you don't even think twice about it changing it. You don't even think twice about like, this isn't really the best that we can do to honor this person right. because we're just so used to it. We're so used to doing things that way. Um, but I mean, the highs for that is just like the edge, like people, seeing people light up when I'm educating them on, on you know, why photography is important and then seeing them, it's almost like, I'm speaking to the child in them, you know, and the child in them is just like remembering that they don't have any childhood photos of them, Mm -hmm. you know, saying like there's something within people that are that when I'm talking to them and sharing my passion with them and when they agree, it's like you you just see something open up for them and they get excited, you know, that it's like a new excitement about life because now they're thinking about it differently, like. I should be documenting stuff, not to be vain, but to prove my existence. <laughs> you know? Right, exactly. Here, like, and I'm, if you're going to be here for 80 years and you don't have photos, like, that's a long time to be here. If you're going to be here for a long time, you want to prove that existence and document the life, the beautiful life that you're going to live. And so, you know, that has really been the driving force for me during the lows, which are financial. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> the downside sometimes of working with within my culture and community is that because of the racial inequality and disparities that we have financially, you know, business as far as financial financials, business growth is looks a little bit slower for me because yeah. 
you know, I know that like there's an eight, there's a wage gap for black women. And I know that you want pictures of your maternity shoot, but I also know that you're not getting paid what you're worth at work. So you can't pay me what I'm worth at my job. You know what I'm saying? And so that has been a big thing that I've grappled and prayed about and just had to like trust God a hundred percent that like, okay, the big projects will come or the money will come or whatever. I'm not even doing it for money, but like at least to pay operating costs for editing software and then whatever, you know what I'm saying? That will come. But the most important thing is to focus on the actual connection with people, you know, and to do this for them. You know what I mean? Yes, I got mouse to feed. Yes, I got to pay bills. But, you know, they're not saying they're not going to pay me nothing. They just can't pay me right. what I what I feel I'm worth. And I get it because yeah. I'm not even getting paid what you're worth at work, which sucks. But we have to start somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so that has been a low side for me because, you know, my peers <laughs> who are of the non-BIPOC community can charge right. the wazoo and, oh yeah, I'll write a check or scan the Amex or da-da-da. Right. And everything clears. Yep. And it's so easy for me to be like, okay, well, I'm going to go tap into that so that everything can clear. But then I'm just like, but that's not, that's not, like, it's not, it's bigger. It's bigger than that, right. you know? It's much bigger than that. And yes, it, it would be easier to just tap into that, get a little paycheck and fund it back into da-da-da, but it's, that's not my assignment. <laughs> yeah. The guest that I had on um, on the episode before you, that's one thing that she was sharing too. She's like, you know, if you're pursuing business for the money, you know, you will you will forget your purpose. You will forget why you even started in the first place. And, you know, when you're first launching a business, they say, well, it takes three, three to five years sometimes to get it to a point where you're even like making the profit (laughs) back. (laughs) I heard a stat recently that Telfar, like, you know, Telfar bag. Right. It's been profitable for like the first 10 or 10 years or so. Yeah. Now, everybody got a Telfar bag. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like. Dang, like, yeah. am I willing to put 10 years of just doing the work and setting the ground framework? I am for this, but it was just amazing to hear that because I'm just like, you know, they blew up and they blew yeah. up. They went, yeah. it's like they went straight to the top in yeah. like five seconds, but you don't know that there that was 10, 12 years of not, not getting that, you know? And, now- and that's important because- you know, they've, they had the opportunity in those 10 years to lay a foundation. And so many times we want the success that we see other businesses have, but if you've only been in business for, let's say a year and your business decides it's going to blow up overnight because a influencer or celebrity or somebody posted your, reposted your work, are you really going to be prepared to scale? Are you going to be able to handle the influx of customers that are about to come your way? Is your website going to withhold and withstand, 
you know what I mean? 50 plus people being on there at one time and trying to check out. Do you have oh. the bandwidth? Do you have the bandwidth? Do you have the capacity? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do think that that's super important that we remember that sometimes, especially when we are in those low seasons of like, you know, man, no customers are coming through the door. No clients are coming through the door. But what can I do per- to perfect my systems in business? What can I do to perfect me as a business owner so that when the next client comes through the door, okay, here's my website. Here's how you book. Here's more information on this. And you're prepared. And they see that and they're like, oh man, you know, I had such a great experience from top to bottom. I want to go share this with somebody else, <laughs> you know? No matter how much like marketing and advertising you do, business really still is word of mouth you know, because I know for me, I'm like, like I went to go get my nails done and I wasn't in a place where I'm from. So I'm just like, okay, well, what are people saying about this nail salon? You know, even I don't know them, but it's word of their mouth on a review. And they said it was great. It's got four stars. Okay, boom. I'm gonna go. It was great. And now I'm going to tell people like, it was great. It's it's right. got 4.5, 4.8 stars. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. matter like, even if we are only communicating digitally, it's still word of mouth. Whether you leave a review or an Instagram comment or TikTok, whatever, it's still somebody has to tell the world or their audience like about the experience. And then they decide if they want to go patronize that. And so it's like, you need to be ready for, cause that could happen at any time. I saw this one business owner who she made, they made, it was husband and wife, they made t-shirts. And then one day Tabitha Brown and her husband wore their t-shirts. I mean, they literally were getting ready to close the doors on their business. They like out of nowhere after that episode, their business just doubled in, I mean, and struggling for months. And so I'm like, you have to be, prepared at any moment in time, like how you're saying, to have that bandwidth to scale, to grow. Because if you're not ready and then the popularity or where customers come, then now they're having a bad experience. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, then and that could do the opposite of what you were wanting it to do in the first place. <laughs> exactly. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Some people don't be prepared for that. Some people don't think about that. Like, Lord Jesus, it's just me. And, you know, even whenever I was um, sewing clothes and doing things like that, I would always be like, man, you know, I wish I could get more customers through the door. But then I thought about it and I was like, girl, it is just you making the patterns, cutting, cutting. Girl, like if more customers come through this door, you going to be burnt out. Like I was burnt out with the customers that were coming. So it's like so many times we sit back and we're like, you know, I wish the business would just get off the ground and go and be successful. And then you just have to have a moment of like, but this is the reality of where I'm at right now. (laughs) And let me focus on this. And then when that time comes and God opens that door, you know, I'll be ready. I'll be prepared. And, you know, that's the last thing you want is for, like you said, to somebody, for somebody to have a bad experience. Now that bad experience is the word of mouth that's getting around. It's like, you know, I went to them cause I saw them here and everybody said that they were good. And I went and it was the complete opposite, you know? <laughs> yeah. So 
Well, of course, don't want to keep you long. I just have one more question for you. And that's just a piece of advice that you can offer to anyone who may be interested in launching a business. Um, anything that you want to share, any nuggets? I mean, you've already shared so much. Um, but anything that you might want to share with anyone who might be considering pursuing entrepreneurship or launching a business? The biggest thing, or I don't even say the biggest, the biggest for me right now is I would say for if you're wanting to start a business and or be out on your own, do anything, turn a side hustle into whatever. If you want to do something, do it for yourself first. Don't do it like for other people because that'll get old really quickly and then don't do it because somebody else told you to because that will get old really quickly too yes so do it for yourself and do it because you want to do it and then do it your own way because you know I mean we live in this strange day and age where education is at our fingertips but now also everybody thinks they're an educator (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna let that you know <laughs> take that how you want to take it because we could be here for a little minute talking about it <laughs> and so I'm gonna just drop that and then you take it how you want to take it but everybody's selling a course on something yes ma'am everybody has a master class <laughs> has a master class everybody has a, everybody's now an expert on something you know what yes, I'm saying ma'am. but they like nobody can be an expert on your purpose but you because it's for, what is for you will be for you and All nobody right. can tell you how to do that except for your higher self your higher power whatever that higher thing is it's all all you have and all you need is within you and nobody can teach you how to fulfill that purpose for you like there's more than one way to do everything in this world And I learned that the hard and expensive way (laughs) this year, which again is another conversation. Another conversation. We're going to have to have a part two. You know, yeah, we have to have a part two. I'm more than happy to come back and dive into some things. You know, I mean, you know, because we've talked it, but it was then when I realized after losing thousands of dollars down the drain that like, my purpose right exactly exactly that she's white it, it's it's not even that, like you can't tell me how my business is supposed to go or how my purpose is supposed to be fulfilled because it's it's mine it belongs right. to me you know what I mean and I haven't even I started business and went straight into your master class like right. I didn't even take the time to sit down and figure things like figure out how I want to run my business or what my capacity is for is, you know, cause I'm still working full time. I have a toddler. I'm, I want to do film, pro- you know, I'm not doing just photography and, and you're teaching about just, you know, just photography. Like it's different. Right. My business is, is a hybrid of multiple things and you're only teaching me about one thing. So that's not going to work for me. It ended up not working for me. So I got up out of Dodge. And now I'm in a point where I'm figuring out how that's supposed to look for me and then doing it for me, which again is a lot slower because everybody's course is teaching you how to get to where you want to go in six months or less. Right. But 
again, it goes back to like the Telfar example. Like once you, once you put that work in and you figure out what type of business you want to run and you have that, that baseline, once it hit, once it snaps, whatever that thing is, that's going to take you up. That once you're there, nobody can tell you left, right, or center. Like, because yeah. you put in the 10 years to build this and you're like, no, I like, I'm 10 toes down on this. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like, this is yeah. how I want to run it. This is how I've been running it for the past 10 years. And at the end of the day, any business that you start, you want it to have longevity if you're trying to build legacy for your family or whatever. And so that's, that's what I want for me. That's what I feel like my purpose is. Cause if I'm meant to share the stories of my community, I need to be here long enough in business long enough to keep sharing the stories of my community. So I don't want to just get there in six months and then in two years, I can't sustain, you know? So to summarize all of that, do what you want to do for you and then figure out how you want to do it. That is my biggest piece of advice for any entrepreneur because everybody in this world is going to tell you that that's not the right way and you should buy into their way because everybody in this world is trying to make money. Right. <laughs> and that's cool, but if you're make if they're making money off of you, you got to figure out how you're going to make your money. <laughs> you know what right, I mean? Exactly. <laughs> so just figure it out. Exactly. Yes. No, I appreciate all of that. And everything that you said is very much so true. Um, And then you kind of get into this whole copy and paste generation where now everybody is doing everything the same way. It's like, okay, well, what makes you unique? What brings people to you because they are drawn to you? Um, and so, yeah, the, like I said, we're going to have to have a part two, <laughs> a part two to this conversation. Cause we can go on. Just let me know. I will come back and we can talk about it because that, yeah. that part. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, destiny, tell the people where they can find you on socials um website all those good things i'll also have that in the uh show notes for the episode but go ahead and let the people know where they can find you and learn more about your business if they do so desire yes so i am on instagram at pearl moon studio my website pearlmoonstudio.co and my personal instagram if you're interested is the manifest destiny um, I try to cross post certain things, but sometimes personal stuff will stay personal, business will stay business, you know what I'm saying? But that's where I'm at. Facebook, also Pro Moon Studio Facebook page. You can go like and keep up with business things. And also, if you want to hire me for something, whatever you're looking for, then you can just reach out to me through my website, send me an email or a DM on Instagram. So love it. Love it. Well, thank you so much for coming and chatting with me. Like I said, I want to honor your time, but I truly do appreciate it. I'm always so grateful when people take time out of their day, out of their schedules to chat with me because time is so valuable. Time is so important. (laughs) 
And so I really do appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. And I'm serious. If you want to do a part two, let's do it. We got more conversations to ask that talk about. <laughs> you know where I can fit in. We can coordinate it. And I will definitely come back. I love that you're doing. I've been rooting for this since you did it on Instagram. And so I love that you're doing it. And I'm honored to be here on this too. So I can't wait to see what this has for you. So thank you you for having me. Well, everyone, I just want to thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of What's the Biz with B. Once again, I am your host, Bria Jordan, and I cannot wait until we meet again for our next episode. If you're interested in learning more about how to sponsor an episode, become a guest on the podcast, or other ways to partner with me, you can reach out to my team at whatsthebiz at revampedllc.com.